0: Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers, Indiana news blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at Fisher City Hall. I was just thinking the other day, how many more times am I going to say that for a while? Because uh, City Hall is headed for the wrecking ball here in the coming months. But I am there now, and I am with... Uh, two gentlemen who head up the engineering department for the city of fishers jason taylor is the director of engineering and Hatem meggy the assistant director of engineering for the city gentlemen always a pleasure to talk to you and no shortage of issues to talk
1: about yeah we missed you Larry. always a pleasure. <laughs> we
0: always miss you too, guys i must say that though i see you around every yeah. now and you get a smile and a, and a wave for sure but i i do want to say one thing i was talking to the mayor about uh, the issues of city hall sinking what I thought was ironic is that the first part of the building to sink was your office, yeah, the engineering is. office
1: of all places. <laughs> yeah. I under- a, go ahead. There's a noticeable slope in our our side of the city hall, and it's ADA uh, pl- compliant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my understanding is if you if you uh, if you have a chair with wheels, mm-hmm. that if you just sit there, it will move.
1: Yeah, that, that's fair to
0: say. Okay, so that gives some people an idea just how. Difficult. Uh, the city's had a uh, time of keeping this building up to date and why the expense got so bad a new city hall needs uh, to be constructible let's get to our our issues and you gentlemen obviously deal with uh, Uh, highway and road construction and we're going to kind of go down the list of various things that are going on i'll try to trade it off although i know hot tends to to deal more with state road 37 let me start off with because Hotem, let's talk about something that i think has been a success story uh the interchange of 126th street and state road 37 it's been open for some time and from what i have heard the uh, reviews are very good what are you hearing
2: uh well thank you very much larry for coming and a, giving us a chance to talk with you. Um, 126 and 37 right now has um, has been open for over a year. Uh, it has alleviated a lot of issues. Uh, there has been uh, a lot of positive feedback on how it uh, just improved a lot of the traffic flow uh, along 37, along 126 Street, and also took out a lot of the backup from I-69. Um, so that was a big success. Uh, I would like to add also one of uh, great achievement of the engineering department is we just won the ACEC grand uh, prize.
0: You just took the words out of my mouth. The <laughs> yeah. uh, next I'll let Jason talk about that because you had the department up. And that was a big award. That was and, and the uh, the company uh, Structure Point mm-hmm. uh, sent out the press release, but made sure that uh, the local governments were up also cited in that award. Explain how important that award is.
1: That's huge, and I, I give a lot of the credit to Hatem because he's been the the manager of the entire corridor, specifically that project. He was on the design side prior to coming to the city, so he's got both sides of that uh, award um, on that particular. Uh, award. It was ACEC is not just the state, but it's national as well. But on this award, it was there were 37, ironically, uh, other uh, um, applicants, if my understanding, and we were the grand. Per- Prize, Grand Project Award winner, which is huge uh, for the city. It brings recognition to all the hard work we've been doing, that the city, the engineering department, the design teams, Hamilton County being a huge partner on the project, as well as NDOT, uh, can't say enough about it. We were pleasantly surprised because the way they do it, they start naming off the, the nominees And then as they get closer, they named the winner last. So there were three left, and we're we're sitting here looking at each other, and we're like, Mackie, do you have your speech ready? Because we we said he was going to do the speech because he's been hot and heavy in this project. And and so when two came down, we started hitting. We're like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. And uh, we ended up winning it, and we were elated. So can't say enough. It was a big win for the community, for the region, um, and just personally as well.
0: Yeah, and hot Tim, I'll
1: say one thing.
0: I followed this whole process from the very beginning when we started having meetings in the community about the fact that this was about to happen, and and there was there were always unintended you know barriers that come up. Well, one of the big ones that surprised me was this issue of drainage, because drainage got to be a lot more complicated than anybody thought at the outset of this. And, and yet, uh, I look I look at, the, the, uh, I look at the, the issue and I look at the plans, and uh, there were people on either side, mostly on the west side of 37, who kept saying, "We get flooded regularly now. please don't make it worse." And what has happened is it's alleviated that flooding for everyone. So there are, and that's just one small example, Hatem, of, of barriers you had that you have overcome and, and been able to take care of. And, and I, I really have to uh, say, and that did, in fact, a budget, and you did have to deal with that. But uh, I want you to say a word or two about the award.
2: Um, the award was was great. Like like Jason said, we were. He was always. Uh, they were always telling me, "Do you have your speech ready?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I have the speech ready." We we were. Obviously, deep down inside, I wanted to win it, but I didn't have a speech ready. <laughs> I was like, yeah, guys, don't worry, we got this. Uh, but it was, it was an amazing feeling. Uh, like Jason said, I was involved in it from the beginning, from the design side, uh, and then coming to the city. It was, uh, it was just an absolute greatest time for myself, a great achievement to uh, be involved on the other side, on the city side, and managing this project with uh, Hamilton County and NDOT, uh, and just the feeling was you know it was it was a great testament to the city it was uh, it was some it, this is one of the largest projects that I've worked on and I think maybe one of the largest projects that the city has taken on as far as uh, managing it we've done uh, projects like the 106 and 69 the city has done projects like 106 and 69 but this is four times 106 and 69 so this is not just one interchange it's four interchanges And uh, the amount of effort that everyone in the city and everyone in the project team and the design team has put into it and trying to make it as uh, successful as it is was just a lot. There's a lot of coordination that goes in. There's a lot of communication that goes back and forth. Uh, Our biggest concern was making sure that the people along the corridor were were heard and all of their concerns were met. Uh, Anything that we could have done beforehand and which we did uh, with our PR firm was get them... Knowing everything before mm-hmm. everything happens. So that helped us out a lot. Feed, their feedback was taken. A lot of the things were changed and adjusted in the project to meet a lot of these businesses. Um, you know a lot of their concerns and stuff. So and it's, that
0: was 37 thrives. And, yes, 37 uh, that was thrives funded by the original bond. And that and uh, I think the the greatest uh, achievement is I don't think any business has gone out of business because of the construction, as far as anybody knows. Last time I asked those people, they said they didn't know of any. One last question about 126th and 37. Either one of you can take this, but there's one thing people need to be aware of. If you leave 126 and you want to go north on 37 people need to realize there is a yield sign there for a reason that that merge lane is not as long now as it's going to be you want to talk about that jason
1: yeah that was you're, you're right that's something that we had to shorten up due to the construction of 131st street uh, we needed to shorten that so that we could get traffic over into the other lanes on 37. Uh, that's not going to be long term. As soon as 131st uh, interchange opens up, it'll be a, a standard um, merge lane. That it will It'll still be a yield condition, but a little more time for you to to get over. And you know, uh, Hatem, uh, my pharmacy is right there by 131st and 37,
0: so I get a pretty good look every time I get a prescription as to how that construction is going, and there's been a lot of progress made. Are you on schedule to finish the interchange of 131st and 37 by the end of this calendar year?
2: Yes, 131st, uh, actually, 131st, 135th, and 146th they will all finish around the same time and it's uh, in the fall time of this year so hopefully by the time september october ish time frame comes uh, we're hoping that all of these inter- intersections are open and uh, you can go across 37 and access all of the um, all of the side streets there so we're really on we're on schedule on that part you know obviously there's the weather constraints here and there but uh, for the most part yes we we will be able to open these intersections
0: i remember talking to you about this some time ago uh, before the construction started and uh, you and, and jason were very clear that you wanted that traffic signal at 135th street uh, to remain there and that has been a a safety valve when uh, you've got 146 you've got uh, people on 131st street trying to get on 37 sometimes uh, that is the easiest way to get on and it has helped some of those businesses in the area as well you want to talk to that jason
1: yeah i think because the 131st being closed half at a time uh, the east-west connection that signal being there has allowed that full access to those businesses along the east and west sides of of 37. So it's been very critical in in not overloading the 141st Street signal um, as well because 141st doesn't have that north-south connection on the east side of 37. It's just opened the door for us to be able to, to lessen the burden on the businesses. You know, Hotem, uh, that the
0: one uh, interchange that will not be a roundabout is 146th Street and, and State Road 37. That's going to have a configuration, if I remember correctly, very close to the one at uh, Interstate 465 and in Allisonville Road in Marion County, just just outside of Fishers. So that uh, that work continues. That has been more complicated. It's taken longer. So it will be done, you think, well before the end of the year.
2: Yes, we're shooting for the for for the same time frame as 131st and 135th. It is it has been a big uh, it's it's a complex intersection. Uh, both 146 and 37 have similar traffic um, counts on both of them, which was obviously a big uh, a big factor that we took into maintaining that traffic uh, and maintaining two two lanes in each direction on both 37 and 146 um, Street. Uh, is taking us some time to build so we have to build it in a lot more phases than we do the other intersections because we needed to maintain 146 traffic across 37 and obviously one uh say or 37 across uh, 146 street
0: and taking away the left turns on 146 that has complicated things but seems like once motorists got used to that uh Jason, it, it seemed to work okay.
1: Yeah, at first we had some issues. People wanted to continue to uh, make that left turn lane, but we worked with the local, um, our Fishers PD, as well as the county PD and our contractor um, to make some revisions to it to make it a little bit more obvious that you can't turn left there. Once that happened, people, they become new creatures of habit, right? Like They find their new route that they know where they need to go. Uh, the, the more... Uh, important movement they those were the east west and the north south
0: so uh, the one interchange that has not started construction the tim is 141st and state road 37 uh i understand you're soon going to be opening bids on that explain the timeline involved there
2: uh the timeline of uh of 141st street actually the um the bids came in yesterday uh, we're in the process of, uh, you know, taking a look at all of the results. Uh, obviously, doing our market analysis on all of the uh, all of the results that came in. We're going to sit down with NDOT. We're going to talk with the uh, with Hamilton County as well and look at uh, all of the bids that came in. We're going to try and make um, because the market is volatile right now. There's a lot of um, fluctuations in prices, so we have to we have to sit down and uh, talking to Jason yesterday. We, we we still have a lot of uh, homework that we have to do uh, just based on the on those bids. So we're we're actually sitting with NDOT today and uh, having a discussion about all those bids.
1: And that's that's just because they came in over our engineer's estimate, which is and no big surprise. Really. It's not. Yeah. I mean, we've seen an increase, but to the point that on this particular one, it, we're rejecting all those bids. So that's where we have to go back and look at it, and it, are we surprised? Yes, but is it surprising now that we have some of this? It's not, that they were, we anticipated and be over, just not this much. So we're going to go back, analyze it, and then hopefully here in the coming weeks be able to have more information on what happened, why the, the numbers were higher, and then be able to make a an educated decision and recommendation on next steps and we'll present those to um, the city council as well as the county and just to, to, so that people
0: understand when you when you do look at this there are a variety of options available to you i know one of them is to change the specifications mm-hmm. to use different materials but uh, that's an entire analysis that you're in the process of doing now and you'll be before the city council board of works with whoever has jurisdiction at that time to uh, make a recommendation but you're not at that point yeah yet.
1: we're not there yet it'll take okay. us a little bit of time it's, it's a large project there are a lot of things that we do need to evaluate like you had talked about and um, so I,
0: that that's state road 37 anything you'd like to add Hotem? As, uh, as far, this has been a long haul you no, uh, that once 141st is done that will be the completion of, of, it of is, that project and,
2: and we're really looking forward to f- uh, finalizing that corridor it's uh, um, uh, like like we mentioned before it's a gateway to the city of fishers it's a gateway to in, to noblesville it's a gateway to the county um and it's uh, and it's something that we can be happy with. We can be very, very um, proud of, and uh, obviously it's gonna it's gonna help the, the residents. It's gonna help the businesses, and I just can't wait to finish one of Forty First Street. <laughs> well,
0: and I, I can, I, and I've been around here for a while. I can still remember the county commissioners going to a work session of the old town council and first uh, proposing this general concept that you are implementing now and i I thought to myself how many years has it taken but i was one of those commuters for years that drove to and from downtown indianapolis and trust me this has been needed for a long and we can already see some of the benefits they're not all there but uh, i i can see it as somebody who occasionally takes Mm -hmm. that road during a rush hour it's a completely Different world, even even now. So you have you have something to be proud of there. Let me go to Jason on this because I uh, recorded a podcast recently with county officials mm-hmm. about what's about to happen at State Road 37, and um, I'm not just say am Road. Sorry, Allisonville Road and and the 146th Street that's coming up. That's a county project, so so everyone knows. So I had some county officials on a podcast and one thing engineer jim neal was very clear with me on is that there, there's no way they're going to start that project until 146th and state road 37 is right. completely done right based on the timelines you're giving me that should not be a problem and that is a county project but i know you've been before the board of works jason you've talked about how the city will have some responsibility to to look at the approaches to that construction on Allisonville Road. So, what, uh, is there any impact or any involvement you'll have in that project, just uh, tangentially at least?
1: Yeah, the, uh, more the most impactful to us is our recent acquisition of the Hamilton Southeastern Utility Company. Uh, that we have a lift station there. So, as part of that project it's impacting that lift station as well as some of the sanitary lines. So that is in the engineering department now and we are working on redesigning some of that and then relocating some of that the, the existing facilities out there. From a maintenance of traffic aspect, Hatem is working closely with their designer, the county's designer, to be able to make sure that it's it, there's flow because we'll have a similar interchange at 141st going on in um, 37. And so we want to make sure that things are aligned with those, uh, as well as our, our PR team trying to figure out from – the county what is the maintenance of traffic scheme for the entire project the duration and they're partnering with us and giving us information as well as with our emergency services making sure that our police our fire are aware of access because there is a um, senior community there on the southwest corner they receive frequent calls for our ems and we want to just make sure everything is is coordinated and they're doing a good job
0: you, know, you can talk about this hot time if you wish, but i, I got to tell you, I, when I saw the design, this is like kind of the opposite of what we've seen here because this is a case where uh, the roundabout will be on ground level mm-hmm. and 146 will, be, will have no impeding, uh, nothing impeding the traffic, but it will be an overpass. So it's a, a little bit different design, but sort of the same concept with the roundabout involved
2: it is it almost seems uh, it almost looks like the reverse 106 street where you have the the circle underneath and then um, the the main traffic is going up uh, and over uh, it's similar to a lot of the 31 uh, interchanges that they have there that normally 31 they take it over uh, and the local traffic is under so it's it's an easier um it's an easier interchange to navigate because you have the lesser traffic underneath and then the through traffic is just going straight um from 146 street above uh and i'm uh, and i'm assuming also the drainage was 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 a part of it too um uh, they we looked at they looked uh, and i don't want to speak for them obviously but the, the there is lessons learned from 37 that uh was applied here and it's um I think it, I think it's a good project for the area. There's that intersection is um, a pinch point in, in the corridor, and with 37 and 146 being free flow, it's it's going to open this up.
0: Yeah, I won't ask you to speak for them, but in talking to them, I think Brad Davis. I asked him about what you know he he thought about opening up those bids, and he said, "Well, we're still in the design phase, and I'm sure they're going to be thinking about." Uh, what their budget is compared to what kind of design they can, they can't do, so uh, and and you've been through this both of you you, you understand that, uh, Jason. Back to you. You did make some comments at a recent uh, Board of Works and Public Safety meeting here, and uh, you're trying to fund some some uh, street work resurfacing and so forth in some of the particularly in the neighborhoods of of fishers you have some funding sources there's a wheel tax and so forth yeah sometimes that does come up short you're looking to do more than uh, the budget allows the mayor pretty much tasked his staff with trying to find that money for you where are you at right now
1: uh we have awarded the contracts Uh, we have two resurface contracts this year and um that they believe the the bids were Total of 4.8 million, where our budget we had budgeted for $4 million, which is a pretty substantial amount to be able to hit our neighborhoods and our main thoroughfares. Um, At this point, we're in conversations with our controller's office, the mayor's office, to be able to see ways that we can get that additional funding. Uh, We're still moving forward. We have a little bit of time with our project timeline for us to work through those details i'm i'm hopeful and confident that that we'll be able to make that happen and construction is already beginning with the first resurface contract because we already have those funds up to the four million and we've communicated with the contractor that we're noticed to proceed on the four million the remaining portion we will work with them on curb ramps are being in the neighborhood so if you see pavement markings in your neighborhood that are on the sidewalk on the on the curb ramp themselves that's what's going to be coming along here in the very near future working with our pr team to push stuff out through our our neighborhood newsletters as well as the um, Nextdoor app and any other social media platforms that we have
0: let me ask about another uh, area of the city this is Uh, allisonville road of 116th street and this has been talked about for years the stacking of the left turn lanes north and south can get a little dangerous and traffic will stop maybe when you're not expecting it and i know that this has been on the radar screen of the engineering department hot tim would you like to start with this uh where do you think uh your department is looking in terms of making changes at, at that intersection
2: well, obviously, we know the left turns and the peak hours are, are a big issue. They, um, they usually stack all the way back uh, to beyond the left turn lanes, um, and they kind of stack into the through lanes. So that's one of the issues on all four uh, approaches of 116th Street. So we're, uh, we're, we have a designer on board, and uh, we supplemented that designer with a traffic uh, consultant. So we get... We, we analyzed a lot of the, uh, the movements and what is the best solution for it. Um, uh, we, we looked initially at adding lanes. We looked initially at, um, you know, improving that signal at that location. Um, but uh, there, is, there is ideas that we're going through right now of, you know, if, would a roundabout work in that area? Um, would just adding extra lanes and extra pavement, would it work? Uh, and that's kind of what we're uh, finalizing right now. Work with Jason and a lot of the other traffic uh, folks with, the, with their traffic results and analysis. So it's, uh, it's going to get a lot better.
0: You know, Jason, if you, I hate to do this, but I look on social media, and the people in that neighborhood think it's a done deal that's going to be a roundabout at 116th and Allisonville. What I'm hearing Hatem say is that is, no decision has yet been made. No,
1: we have. I think where Hatem is going is that we have looked at a lot of different alternatives. We first looked at the um, standardized intersection where we just add turn lanes, add through lanes, and uh, that by adding more lanes in theory you're adding more capacity but we're, we're taking a different approach on our projects anymore and trying to think of more of that i hate to use that buzzword quality of life but whenever you you go through an intersection it's not just pavement we're, we're trying to add some some greenery some landscaping, some beautification and a roundabout lends itself to be able to do that and if we have the Ability to do a roundabout and achieve the goal of improving traffic flow, then we're going to, and, and budget allows it, we're going to move forward with that approach. Where Hatem was going was, I think, looking at the details of which roundabout. There, we've talked through different roundabout styles, um, turbo roundabout versus just a standard roundabout. Do we add slip lanes on it? Do we not add slip lanes? Uh, there at the southeast corner of that intersection, we've got Metazoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working closely with them to try to make sure that we don't impact their development and the existing businesses and still kind of bring a Uh, revitalization back to that area too because the the pavement it needs some rehabilitation and just trying to bring back some life either one of
0: you can talk about this i want to talk about another prospective roundabout but what i keep hearing from people around town i mean you get a variety of opinions on this about a roundabout versus some other kind of a conventional uh, traffic signal setup and some people have trepidation uh, about a heavily traveled area with a roundabout now probably the the great test tube for that was carmel because <laughs> carmel put some very busy intersections under roundabout and you know you get a variety of of uh, uh of reactions to that but i have found that the traffic safety statistics have misspoken for themselves there are definitely fewer accidents it may not always be be easier for people to travail it if you don't like the roundabout setup but in general i have found that roundabouts are safer and they do move traffic is that is that do you find that to be accurate or what would be your reaction to
1: that that comment you hear around town yeah i mean i think the change is always difficult for any of us and being used to the standardized inter signalized intersections to then go to a roundabout where uh, the difficulty with roundabouts are not everyone is alike The you know you get in the outside lane it may not be the same for uh, one intersection versus another intersection or even on the same intersection different approach legs have different lane configurations of where you're supposed to go that is the part that takes some adjustment uh, whenever a roundabout is installed it there takes a little bit of an adjustment period. So, the first year, you may see an increase in crashes previous the, to what was there, but they're less severe. That's the key. There may be the same, even after five years, there may be the same number of crashes, but again, they're not T bones, they're not rear ends high speed, they're side swipes low speed, and the severity of them. The majority of the time that in the city of Fishers, we get our roundabout projects funded from safety funding because of an unsafe intersection that has triggered us to be able to get federal and state dollars for that. Um, we don't always look at, I mean, 116th and not our first look wasn't a roundabout just because of traffic volumes. So we really took a step back and started to think through it a little differently and so, because roundabouts aren't always the solution but in this one we feel comfortable the part that we're trying to figure out still uh is the the signals to the east and then north uh, those existing at Connor Creek as well as the Kroger signal to the north trying to see will they stay will they need to be removed how do we need to integrate those into the roundabout um, to make sure that it's flowing well yeah because you have a
0: a traffic signal right
1: near a roundabout Mm -hmm.
0: that that complicates it does yet you still have to move traffic in and out of the shopping area so that's part of what you're you're looking at hot tim i'll tell you another intersection that always draws discussion in fishers 96th street and and allisonville road I was here, I was fairly new, covering the town at that time, when the Michigan left was was put in. I've I've done a few videos, I don't do a lot. I did a video right after the Michigan left was installed. Just put a a camera up on my, uh, uh, yeah, on a Sunday morning, put a little uh, camera up on my car and just drove it and explained and showed people what it was. I had 17,000 people watch that crazy <laughs> video. I've never had a video come close to that. And, and the comments were really something. People said, I'm from Michigan. That's not a Michigan left. Or, that's not really a Michigan left. Nobody. And so I got it. These comments went nuts. But people around Fishers and even people who have to navigate that that aren't from Fishers because it's right on the line, you hear a variety of comments. I did hear a comment from one uh, police officer who said that the traffic accidents went down and the severity went down with the michigan left but there is a, a change coming up there's a huge amount of uh, development that's coming there'll be uh, city park there will be commercial development and it looks like uh, the mayor has made it clear he would like to see uh, a roundabout at that intersection that's a little ways off you're at a very early stage on this but what are you envisioning right now
2: um we yes uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of the the public perception of that intersection is that it is very strange. I want to take a left, so why do I take a right? Um, I think it works perfect. Uh, that's just a personal opinion. Uh, there was, this was a very busy intersection. It was a very unsafe intersection, and this configuration kind of alleviated all of these issues. Uh, however, uh, with the new development that's coming in on the northwest side, the park that's going in there as well, uh, that we do, like Jason said, uh, we want to revitalize that area. It's, it's not inviting when you just see concrete or pavement. Uh, large areas of it that has uh, a lot of pavements, just not. Uh, and it's a gateway to our city as well. 96th Street is where Fishers kind of start, so we want that to be uh, an entranceway to the city. And and you know when you once you get into that intersection, okay, I'm in Fishers. You you feel that. So that's. Uh, what we can expect from a roundabout in that area. And also with the developments that's coming in, it's going to freshen up the, the entrance to the city of Fisher. So that's, uh, that's definitely going to be a great addition to the city. And adding to the point that Jason said before, um, it, when we do projects like this, like 116th in Allisonville, 96th in Allisonville, uh, state or 37 any any of those big projects that go in the city we we look at the bigger picture uh, we don't just look in a silo we look to our east and west uh, carmel what they're doing there we look south we look at what's happening on 465 and 69 we look at a lot of the impacts 146 and allisonville and the traffic uh, configuration that you see now might not be there in 10 years Because now you'll have 465 and 69 open, then you can go up to 37. It's easier than going through 69. So a lot of that uh, traffic might actually change after all of these projects are done. So when people say that this is a busy intersection, there's a lot of things going on, and how can this roundabout work? Well, when you look in the future with the traffic configurations that that will change people will find it's like water people the water will go into the easiest uh the easiest, the easiest direction of least um you know uh, the least pressure so when you have a lot of these areas open up and it's free flow you'll find a lot of traffic changes that happen in the in the area so we're we're looking at the whole uh region the, our whole area as a whole so it's it's giving us a new perspective of what we can uh, you know expect in the future so that's
0: i want to, I want to dovetail on that uh, to something i want to ask jason because uh, david george uh, served on the town and city councils until recently and i remember him telling me years ago that this whole problem between downtown indianapolis and fishers the access back and forth would never be completely solved until the interchange of i-69 and 465 was redesigned that design is not anywhere near where it needs to be for today's traffic uh it's been very dangerous actually in some ways well that's that's begun but mm-hmm. my understanding is that will take three years to finish so we're in a construction season and it's not fishers but it is the approach to fishers from commuters who a lot of our commuters do go to and from downtown indianapolis so uh what would you say to motorists who make that commute uh, every day it's-
1: Well, for the next, we'll call it year and a half, uh, I think that just follow social media. We're going to try to piggyback on our dry fishers, our fishers, uh, Twitter accounts, our Facebook is all going to try to piggyback on the clear path. Social media and, and share. We're in, in addition as we learn more because it's a very large project and a lot of stakeholders. As we learn more, we're going to also push out information to our businesses and our residents. Uh, we we we'll only be able to share what we what we know essentially. I as usual during construction and even now with all of the infrastructure dollars going in to the the industry, uh, patience. There's gonna be a large amount of construction going on, and we just need patience because those people working on the road projects are they wanna go home to their families at the end of the day, too, just like that you wanna get home. So uh, be safe during the when you're driving through the construction zone. Uh, the city, we're on clear path, we're gearing up to uh, adjust our signal timings. In ways similar to what we did on 37 and similar to what we did on the tunnel when we did the 60 day, really 45 days, yay. Uh, um, we did the we, we adjusted signal timings to new patterns that we, you know, we'll do our best guess right out of the gate, but things won't really settle in, in on traffic patterns until probably week two, three, and four when people start to create that new habit. And once that happens, we'll be able to dial those signal timings in to the best that we can because an intersection is only set up to handle so much traffic and with certain um, construction activities occurring we may not be able to accommodate everything and make it as good as it is it's, it's gonna it's be painful
0: well hot time i'm going to depart for a moment from uh, engineering and highways and streets uh, you recently uh, became a citizen of the united states your home country is egypt and uh uh I just want you to say a word or two about the process of becoming a U.S. citizen.
2: Uh well, thank you. I'm really, I really I got the citizenship last year, and it was very, very exciting. It's a big uh, milestone in my life. Um, uh, like we, we had talked before, Jason and myself, we, we worked at a, at a consultant uh, at structure point from before, and I kind of started the process from there. Uh, It's a lengthy process. I started it in two thousand and five, so I went through the whole entire process of uh, visas, green cards, and then into the citizenship. Um, It it was it was a long journey, but uh, at the end, I think it was uh, very well worth it. Um, I'm happy where I'm at, and I'm happy to be a participating resident citizen and being involved in a lot of the, um, you know the. Democratic process of, of being a citizen uh, being on the outside looking at a lot of the uh, the changes happening and not really having a hand in it or having a voice uh, made me want to become a citizen as quick as possible so um, I went through the process it's 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 long it's it's exhausting but um, I, I think it's it worked and it worked for my for me so I'm yeah, very I, happy.
0: <laughs> I'm glad, glad to hear that. And I, 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 my understanding is people who go through that process probably know more about American history than most other uh, American citizens who were born here. It's just you really – they put you through a process to learn quite a bit. And uh, very proud of the fact that you went through that and, and happy to see. And you, I can just tell by the look on your face that uh, when you first told me a while back that that was a very important uh, thing for you. One last thing on uh, streets and roads, uh, just to give Jason a chance, I've talked about several uh, projects. Any other projects that people on fishers need to be aware of as we enter this construction season?
1: Yeah, I, I do want to bring up one. It's the southeastern Cynthia Road roundabout. It's currently, people can see that it's under construction. We're going to be doing a 60-day uh, intersection closure starting may 31st our pr team is going to push out some information so that people who still want to go to schoolhouse cafe hat we're going to keep access open to them i uh, encourage people who were going there to continue to go there while it's the intersection's closed uh, as well as anyone who hasn't gone there try it out uh i i think it's it's good uh it, this project we we're trying to do during the the school outed you know summer uh to prevent any impact to the school i don't think there'll be any issues with getting that completed prior to school starting
0: excellent hot any final comments road street wise, that, that uh, you would like to make before we wrap this up
2: no just uh stay patient with us if you have any questions or any concerns uh give us a call um, our numbers are on on the website uh, if you need any um suggestions on where to go and where the closures are and all of that follow drive fishers uh also follow 37 thrives facebook and if you need anything on 37 uh access our uh, the 37 thrives website we also have uh, a city of fishers drive state road 37 um project website you can find all of the information there the plans the renderings and anything uh and if you want anything that uh you just want to ask questions for us the engineering folks to give us a call
0: that was Hatem Mekki, the Assistant Director of Engineering for the City of Fishers. And Jason Taylor also joined us. He's the Director of Engineering for the City. Gentlemen, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so
1: much. Hey, thanks, Larry. Thank it's you. always a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind.